This is the Fantasy Road Show. Let's Ayo. go. How about them roadies? How about that roadie sandwich that Ryan got at the roadie sandwich? Oh, time? yeah. That shit was scrumptious. Scrumptious. Did you eat it? Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Egg sandwich. It's fucking phenomenal. I got it at uh, Augustino's. Uh, Augustino's uh, Rock and Roll Deli and Grill. And you saw it, and you were just like, oh, I'm like, I, I was like, I'm like, what am I gonna get to it's eat? No I'm like scrolling through the menu, and I see roadie scrimmage. I said, what? I said, what? <laughs> I'm gonna give me, a give me one of them roadies. Give, give me about, about two of them. Wow, Dude, about two treat them, motherfuckers. Get two of them. Um, two but three of them roadie <laughs> scrimmages. Um, welcome in everybody. It's another episode of the Fantasy Roadies. Road Show. You always say everybody, roadies. Yes. I'm talking roadies. I'm talking roadies. everybody out there that is tuning in for the first time that no, is now a roadie. Else. If you're roadies tuning in for the only. first time and you're watching this, you are now considered a roadie. Okay? Just so you are aware roadie or Roadie or roadie or Roadie or die. <laughs> roadie or die. I love it. Um, but, yeah, this yeah. is another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Ryan. This is Mike Culls. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker at fantasy or at Coles underscore sports right there. Uh, and follow the show at fantasy road show and check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. Yeah. Let's get some followers. Huh? We need some Twitter follows. Oh yeah. Um, so we got the roadie breakfast sandwich. That was a huge moment. Um, ready to get into the NFC. That's what we're doing here today. Yes, we are. Um, so I don't know what else. What else is going on? You're uh, you're off today, hitting the road tomorrow. Yep, yep. Going back to Saint Louis. Yeah, I'm at home today, enjoying my my little weekend vacation. Every weekend when I come home and relax. Um, but yeah, tomorrow I'll be back on the road, heading to Saint Louis, Missouri, for the last time, I believe. Uh, later on in the week, I'll be going to Iowa, um, Des Moines, Iowa. And then next week, we'll see what happens the week after that. You know, could be coming to a city near you. Be on the lookout for the fantasy trucker. Yeah, we need we need you to hit the road. No, I'll be I'll be on the road. Be on the lookout. Blowing that horn. Um, but, yeah, so today awesome. we're talking NFC West. Going to get into it. And without further ado. Buckle up. All right, Mike. Um, you know, at, at one at one time in previous years, this was considered the best division in football. And uh, what a fall from grace because uh, I don't think it is anymore. Now, obviously. It's certainly not. Yeah, they have one of the best teams in the NFL with the 49ers. But, you know, talk Maybe. to me. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us out? What? How do you see this uh, division shaking out? I feel like it's pretty obvious to me, but I'm curious to see what you think. Um, yeah, I, so Niners potentially one of the best teams in football. I'm not even like completely sold there. A lot of things went really well for their defense last year to play it that way. There wasn't a lot of injuries. Um, you know, they have a new D coordinator now. I, I'm not completely sold that they're going to be the best. I mean, they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC because it's such a cupcake conference <laughs> i was just looking at the standings i'm like all right yeah they're better than everyone in the nfc south yeah uh better than everyone in the nfc mm-hmm. north 
And then you have Cowboys, Eagles, and they're better than certainly, you know, Giants, Commanders. So top three team in the in the NFC for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I really am not sold on them. I don't think they have it figured out at quarterback. Like, yeah, I think know, the fact that Trey everyone's Trey Lance and no, the fact that everyone's right. just chalking them up as the number one NFC team, I think is is kind of bullshit. They yeah. with like there's there's a reality where Brock Purdy is trash. I mean, he threw a bunch of interceptions. Like, and then there's a reality that is the reality. There's a reality that Trey Lance just doesn't put it together. And then Sam Darnold is who we've seen in previous years where he's just hasn't shown that he's a good quarterback. So, yeah, there's a lot of great pieces around him, but there's yeah. a chance that they just don't have it this year. Yeah, you're we're in an NFL nowadays where you need a high-end quarterback to win championships. So, um if they can't figure that out, which it seems like they haven't. I mean, I I don't know what to think. I I have Niners at 11 and 6. Um so, you know, still getting over that 10 win mark, but honestly, they have a really easy schedule. Yeah. Um I think the Seahawks are overrated. Um, the Rams, I think, have a bounce back year. But anyways, I have Seahawks at 8-9, and nine, and I have the Rams at 8-9, and nine, and then I have the Cardinals at 1-16. So, um, yeah. 1-16, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think the Cardinals are going to be really bad, and I don't know that we're going to even see – Kyler Murray the play this year. Um, I mean, I just think that they're, I think the Cardinals are going to be in a situation where Kyler Murray, you know, comes back potentially week six or eight, but they're 0 and six or 0 and eight. So they're just like, well, let's shop around Kyler and see if a team like the Falcons. If Ritter hasn't been able to figure it out um, and they think they can bring in a Kyler Murray and, and win that division in the NFC South, or, I mean, I don't know that the 49ers would look for him, but that's a team that's in searching for a quarterback. Um, I don't think they would trade him in the division either, but uh, Falcons would certainly be a team. Who else? Uh, I mean, who knows about the Titans, the Raiders, uh, there are teams out there that I would say probably more so the Titans that could, uh, I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying is I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals do not see Kyler Murray this year and they go one in 16, they get Caleb Williams and they have their new franchise quarterback. So um, yeah, they're going to be really bad. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I just, uh, I, I think that I just find that hysterical. You Given one win, I, that's very, very plausible. But I didn't know if you're. I didn't yeah, think you were going to be that harsh with it. But I should have known. I'll tell you where the one where the one win comes from. Too, it's from the week, uh, whatever, November twelfth or nineteenth. They play the Falcons at home, and then they play the at Texans. Yeah. And I don't know exactly which one of those games it'll be, but they're gonna win one in that two game stretch and lose every other game. The rest yeah. Of the I personally gave them a win on both of those games. Um, I just think um, they can somehow pull, if they're going to pull any wins out of their ass, it, it's going to be in that pocket. Um, 
So, yeah. Yeah, what do you have your standings? Tell um, you. So I have the 49ers uh, winning the division at 12-5. and five. I have the Seahawks coming in second uh, at 9-8 and eight, right on that um, uh, bubble uh, to be in the playoffs. And then the Rams at 7-10. and 10, And the Cardinals at uh, 2 and 15. So I gave them <laughs> Oh, so we're not too No, far but off. I gave them at least two wins. I just feel like they they're going to somehow, yeah. you know, somehow win something, you know. So, uh but yeah. Yeah, we're not too far off though. Uh um Niners the over under for all these teams win totals. Yeah, let's hear it. Niners are at Niners are at 10 and a half. Seahawks are at 9 and a mm-hmm. half. Rams are 6 and a half and the Cardinals are at four and a half. All right, so we're right there, pretty much. Um, you know, the Seahawks—they could win. They could win a lot of games that I put them down as a loss for. Um, they're like that team that you know, um, you know, when they played like the Lions and stuff. It's a toss-up. You really don't know who's going to win those games. Yeah. So, yeah, now with that dog shit quarterback, Geno <laughs> Smith. So. Well, their defense isn't that good either. Um, so it's like they're going to be letting up a lot of points. So. Yeah, Gino blows. Um, so then I, uh, I think I mean this is a lot of juice, but minus two seventy um, for the Cardinals to take last place in their division. I look at that as free money. I don't see a scenario, even with Kyler Murray, where the where the Cardinals aren't in the bottom in the gutter of that division. Um, so it's a you know, new coach, complete rebuild. I, I don't think expectations are very high. Um, Rams are going to, I think the Rams are going to be good and I have a bounce back year from last year with a healthy team. Um, so I think that that minus 270 for the Cardinals to get last place is an absolute lock. Um, and then you have the Niners minus 160 to take first. I like that too, just because I, you know, how I feel about the Seahawks, but. To me, in this division, the Cardinals are going to be picking first or second next year mm-hmm. in the NFL draft, and they're the worst team in the league. If not, you know, them, Bucks, Redskins are probably, for me, the three worst teams in the yeah, league. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals the top Cardinals the could have the number one overall and the number two overall because they traded with uh, Houston. So, um Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome for them. It'll be interesting next year during the draft when we talk about it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this is pretty, pretty chalky with how we have the um, division shaking out, but um, let's go top to bottom, right? Let's cover the the 49ers. Um, You want to start with the 49ers? You have any strong opinions? Um, uh, I can go ahead and start if you want. No, I just, I'm not as like, I don't think, I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC because the NFC is so soft this mm-hmm. year. Um, I mean, AFC South, you know, we, we, we've, I don't think anyone, or NFC South, sorry, I don't think anyone really sticks out to me there. You have the Saints and the Falcons, but, you know, I, I'm not really too high on any of those teams. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we talked about at the beginning of the um, episode, it's, Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners are really the main competitors in the in this conference for me. So um, I think with the quarterback situation not looking very good, and then you know that defense is incredible, but you lost uh, D'Amico Ryan's to um, to to the head coaching job of Houston, mm-hmm. and then 
they just didn't have any injuries last year on that defensive side of the ball. So um, that was very fortunate. They have an easy schedule and an easy division. So, I mean, you're getting two wins from the Cardinals, certainly, and then most likely, you know, let's call it three and one uh, from the Seahawks and Rams. So, you know, if you go five and one in your division, you're going to be in a good spot in the standings. Um, But, yeah, that's overall, that's all I have to really say about them. Um, Yeah, just a quick run through for me. Um, I'm not really drafting any of the 49ers quarterbacks. Um, I'm just going to let that play out on everybody else's teams. I'm not taking a chance on Trey. Brock doesn't look good. Sam Darnold's lost in the mix here. So um, that's just too uncertain for me to take a chance. Um, CMC is a great first-round pick. Um, and Elijah Mitchell is one of the handcuffs in football. So if you have CMC, you should be trying to grab uh, Elijah Mitchell. And with the wide receivers, I mean – We've been pretty vocal all offseason that we think Brandon Ayuk is the best wide receiver in the room, and uh, he's going to have another statistical season that proves that. Uh, I think we both agree on that. Um, but Debo's definitely going to have a bounce-back year from what he did last year. Um, I firmly believe that, but still t- play second fiddle to Ayuk. And uh, Kittle is is a pretty safe option at tight end, but I just don't like where he's being drafted. Uh, we like going elsewhere at the position um, later on or early. So um, that's a quick rundown yeah. that I have for the fantasy outlook on the 49ers. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey, I just, I think he's, you know, going to be going in the top four picks in fantasy drafts and I'm out, I'm out on that. Yeah. I think he's going to be the RB three. So I'm taking Bijan and I'm taking Barkley before I'm taking CMC this year. Um, I've talked about it. I don't think that he's going to be a workhorse like he's been in the past. I think he's going to play as much football as he needs to, to win the game. Um, and then, you know, they like Elijah Mitchell. If Elijah Mitchell's running the ball well, one game, you know, he's going to get 18 carries. We saw it last year uh, in their first game together. So I, in my mind, it's like, why would you, burn out McCaffrey early in the season when you know you're going to be deep into the playoffs and that's when you're going to let him rip. So, you know, if they are in games late, he's going to be on the field. If they're not, you're going to see more Mitchell. You're going to see some TDP, maybe some Jordan Mason. So because of that, um, you know, McCaffrey's incredible and he has those fantasy cheat codes, but I just don't expect him to get full loads like we've seen from him in the past and that's the only reason why i'm higher on the other yeah two. it's not just i uh, mean it's not just the full load like he's look at all the other running backs that are being drafted in the first round you talked about Bijan; seems to be like going to be the workhorse saquon workhorse austin eckler workhorse like all these guys have a stranglehold to that position and christian mccaffrey is just like you said we think he's gonna be utilized um at like important downs it's definitely not gonna be getting the ball 25 30 times a game you know it's just going to be it's just going to be so much more depending on the game and how the game is flowing i mm-hmm. think um so i don't know like chubb's going to have a pretty good workload there like I, I just think with how good they are on defense and if they can get out to some leads and they have a stranglehold on the game in the second half against some of these shitty teams um that they're playing then why put him in danger's way when Mitchell's running the ball. Well, it's just, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I've already said my piece yeah. there. So no, it's all good. Um, on the, 
on the receiving room, yeah, I'm trying to roster Ayuk as much as I can at his ADP. Um, I think he's the wide receiver one on that team. Debo, yeah, he could have a bounce back year. He's awesome. Um, he was probably a little dinged up last year, uh, most of the year, but his posi- his uh, his workload, his position kind of did change on the team, bringing in CMC, um, not running the ball or seeing the backfield as much. Mm-hmm. And um, he's always going to be involved in the offense, and he's a big playmaker, but he's so physical that, you know, hard to trust his health as we've seen that issue in the past. But what I find interesting is the Vegas line. So they are basically dead even across the board on Ayuk, Debo, and really? Kittle. Um, Ayuk has 59 and a half receptions, Debo 59 and a half, Kittle 57 and a half. Ayuk 775 and a half yards. Debo 725 and a half yards and then Kittle at 675 and a half yards. So all separated by 50 yards, Ayuk getting the most. And then Ayuk and Debo both have four and a half touchdowns and Kittle's got five and a half. So, you know, that, uh, that uh, Vegas basically expects the exact same um, output or at least put them that way um, here. Uh, with their preseason lines, but I like Ayuk certainly more than, and and that just confirms, you know, my thoughts, our thoughts on Mm -hmm. Ayuk is that he's getting drafted a couple rounds, maybe two, three rounds after Debo um, and Vegas views them as essentially uh, statistically the same, actually Ayuk 50 yards more, but um, yeah. So, and then you have Kittle, which I just think he's aging a little bit. Um, he plays extremely physical. He's a great blocker. Uh, I've you know said it a million times. He's the heartbeat of that offense. So you are going to have to get him going to get that momentum on the offensive side of the ball. So he will be involved, and when he catches the ball, he's electric. But you know it, it's tough to be that physical for that long in this league. So Kittle more than some of those other veteran tight ends. I think you're starting to see that aging process a little bit more because of his physicality. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the Niners for me. I mean, I saw Jake Moody went 0 for 2 and missed a couple big oh, kicks. No. Uh I I like Moody. I think he's going to be awesome. Um so, you know, if you're drafting kickers, he would be one that like I'd be interested to I'd be interested in because I think defense gives them a lot of opportunities to score. And I don't know that their offense is that good. Um, well, their quarterback is that good. Their offense is great. Their quarterback sucks. So maybe you get some um, field goals there and don't need that many points to win games with the defense. So Moody's someone interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my thoughts on the 49ers. Okay. Uh, just to wrap it up real quick, I do want to gauge on um, where you're at with the quarterback situation. I know early on you had a very strong opinion and you made that very – uh, very well known out there. So I just want to check in. Has it changed at all? Are you still with your same opinion? Or are you? Um, uh, has anything changed? That's that's my opinion. Um, my opinion is the same. I still think that if I still think Lance is the best 
quarterback like skill wise on that team, um, or at least has. I, I shouldn't even say that. I I've, I've never been like a huge Lance guy. I just think he is the one that has like the athleticism and the potential to be the X factor at quarterback um, that has the, that has that additional, you know, part of his skill set that could, if, if he optimizes his potential, he could separate that offense from being, you know, a Super Bowl winner to just a contender. Uh, I don't think Purdy, I, I think Purdy sucks. So, He's not any better than Jimmy G and Jimmy G couldn't win you a Super Bowl. Darnold like maybe has the best arm out of everyone we talked about, yeah. but like, you know, I, I just think, so that's my opinion. Yeah. But from what we're seeing from the Niners front office is like Purdy is going to get a shot regardless. Um, you know, Lance was able to start the preseason game, but that has to do with Purdy's arm. Um, I don't know. I, I think it seems like Purdy's going to start, and I just think it's going to be a failure. Um, I think he's a shitty quarterback. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's going to lose the job at some point this year. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at, too. He's just not the franchise quarterback. So then they're going to go to Darnold or Lance, and it's probably – if I'm on, if I'm the if I if I'm the coach of that team, I might start the year with Darnold. To be honest, yeah. um, I think you need to give Lance his shot. I really do, and you know, I I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a mess. I don't really know what to think. We'll see how it plays out. I just I know Purdy hasn't really had a great camp, but they still seem to be rolling with them. Yeah, so I was I was hoping to you know. see better things out of the camp from Purdy, uh, especially after coming off this injury. But everything I've heard has just been pretty negative. Uh, he hasn't been throwing well through a few interceptions and uh, at, at those uh, combined practices and stuff. And, I mean, to me, yes, you're absolutely right. Trey Lance is the most athletic quarterback in that room. But I think pure quarterback-wise, it's, it's Darnold. So I think – Purdy probably starts the season, makes some boneheaded mistakes. They pull him out, and and Darnold finishes the season. But again, I don't want any one of them on my fantasy team, so I'll watch from the sidelines. Yeah, I mean we we can say that we, we can say that we can say this that about Lance. We can say that about Darnold. But like, we don't know what either of them look like in this offense. We know what Purdy looks like. We got you know six seven games of him last year. Lance, we haven't really seen play. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you're right. He played two games. He got injured in his second game last and year. Preseason, you um, always want to take it with a grain of salt. You never really want to take too much away from it. Pre- but I saw. I mean, I from what I saw on the field, preseason he didn't. Preseason he didn't run with any starters, and he didn't run the Niners' offense. Like they weren't running the ball; he was just throwing the ball. So. Yeah. Like, well, the same it seemed like they just wanted to put him in there and see how he threw the ball. But the Niners offense is fucking running the ball. Yes. Like it's not a high risk throwing offense. That's why you've seen success with dog shit Purdy with with Jimmy G is because they run the ball and they open up the offense and they put low risk throws out there for their playmaker or for their quarterback. And that's not the offense they ran. So it's like you haven't seen him in the 49ers starting offense. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Game week one of last year, and then he got injured in horrible conditions in Chicago. Yeah. 
from uh, from the so, same offense that uh, Trey just, Lance was running and from the same offense that uh, Darnold was running in that same preseason game, I saw some great throws from Darnold, like uh, like really opening up, uh, hit some guys right on the money, just some stuff that I didn't see from Lance. So that's the only reason that's what I'm taking away from that is just, you know, Darnold looks like the better passer, looks like the better player right now, and just has a better grasp on what to do with the ball. So, I mean, but you're right. It's not their offense that they're going to run during the season, and that's to be determined. We'll see how the rest of this plays out. He's an older quarterback with a better arm. Like, and we knew that. Yeah. Everyone knew that. That's what Darnold has been. And he hasn't really had an offense or a team like the 49ers. So, I mean, to me, I haven't seen anything that I didn't know. I just still think Trey Lance hasn't gotten a very fair opportunity in their offense and their team. So if they're, if Shanahan is very stubborn and in the fact that I just need Brock Purdy to come in and hand the ball off and make five yard throws, then that's what we're going to see. And they're going to win games in a shitty NFC. And then they're going to play the Eagles or someone in the playoffs and they're going to yeah, lose. And they're your, your same fucking story. Right. So and that's probably what we're going to Congrats, see. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's break down the Seahawks. I know we spent a little extra time on the 49ers, but I think that's fitting just because they're the best team in the division. So um, let's go down to the Seahawks. I know you've said it uh, pretty lengthy and, uh, um, but you hate Geno Smith and you think he's dog shit. Do I have that accurate or? Or what? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Um, he was, I mean, you know, we saw what he did last year. Um, he's got more weapons. Um, I can't wait to see what happens and if he's actually able to, um, you know, continue the success from last season. Uh, Geno Smith is being drafted very, very late. Um, and me personally, uh, as a second quarterback in certain leagues and in a, a two quarterback system or a super flex, um, I'd be willing to take a chance on him just based on the output that he had last year and the continued uh, addition of, of more weapons. Uh, but I know, Mike, you don't agree with me, so that's fine. But what about these running backs? Um, what about Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet? How do you see that? I want to – sorry, I, I was looking up uh, our bold predictions tab uh, slash pod bets. Um, what were you saying? I don't agree with um, uh, taking a chance on Gino. So I, I just mentioned that oh. um, in a two quarterback or super flex league, um, he's someone I'd be willing to take a chance on later on in drafts as, as my QB two, just based on the output he had and them adding more weapons for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't see our Gino bet on here. I know we, I, oh, we, I know we, we do have, have, we do have something. We got to go through the archives. Cause I know we did, we had something for Gino, but I do not remember what it is. Yeah, we have a Swift Penny and we have a Geno, and I just don't remember what they were exactly. Um, but anyways, what is my thoughts on Geno? I think he sat for the last decade for a reason. Um, I think that Pete Carroll is maybe maybe more of a quarterback whisperer, and that system is uh, makes quarterbacks look really good. Um, given how Russell's been playing yeah. in Denver and how a shitty 10-year backup quarterback who probably never would have expected himself to do this either. Um, and he's in an awesome offense with all the weapons you could ever ask for. So 
should he succeed this year? Like, yeah, probably is. Do I think he's going to, uh, no, I think he's bad at quarterback. And I think that if he, if they have to rely on him to win games, it's not going to happen. So, um, Vegas has him at 39, 38 and a half, 3,800 and a half, um, passing yards. 26 and a half touchdowns and 11 and a half interceptions. Um, I would probably go under, under and over, um, under on yards and touchdowns and then over on interceptions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've said it before. Ryan, are you frozen? Uh, Ryan's there, frozen. Wait, there you go. I got you. You back? Oh, there you go. You're okay. Jeez. Sorry back. about that. I guess that's you were. You were frozen, uh, right? Well, I, I lost you, too. You were frozen, so I don't know what happened. So. Oh. It said I was – I don't know if I was still recording for me or not, but, yeah, I was just talking about Gino, 3,800 and a half passing yards, 26 and a half touchdowns, and 11 and a half interceptions is uh, what he's sitting at with those Vegas mm-hmm. lines. So, I don't know. I don't think he's going to throw for 4,000 yards. I don't think he's going to have – you know, I, I just think he sucks, so – um, what about yeah, let's 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 go know. into uh, the running backs. Um, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. I feel like it's a pretty hot topic on how this is going to you know play out. Uh, two very good running backs, both very young, uh, with kind of similar skill sets, so to speak. But um, where do you, how do you see this playing out? Do you think it's going to be fifty fifty? Um, is one going to no. play a, a better role than the other? What's your gauge on the situation? Yeah, Walker. I think Walker's the lead guy there. I think he's going to have the bigger role i think it's going to be i don't know 65 35 um i think walker is going to have a lot of success i think he has a relatively i don't want to call it short leash but like when you have a guy like charbonneau who they like that much you got to perform well this year to keep that job so as long as he's running running like he was last year then it's going to remain that way um that being said like I think both. I'm willing to take both of those guys in fantasy um, at a good value. I'm not going to reach for either of them, but um, I think they could both be good fantasy assets, and their ADP is pretty appropriate. Like Ken Walker's ADP to me is pretty nice because you have half of the fantasy world saying like, "Oh, Charbonneau is going to take this job from him," um, which to me is just like kind of ignorant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like them both at value. Uh, so I think they're going to be a good running back room. I think they're going to be heavily involved because Gino's arm isn't that good. So, you know, close games, they're both going to be involved. Yeah. Um, I just want to preface for people that um, this is a familiar situation that we saw a couple of years back with Seattle. They drafted Chris or they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round when they had Chris Carson and they continued uh, the season with Chris Carson as the lead back. So, um, if you're looking at the history, the history says Ken Walker is going to be the guy until they choose otherwise. So, um, I, I mean, he was great he last really year, was. you know, he really like, was. So he's a great running back yeah. and he was like, they like to have two good running backs. That's how Seattle kind of rolls. Um, it's kind of similar to what the saints do, yeah. you know, I will um, say though, so. they, they don't have a great offensive line. Uh, PFF ranks them in like the bottom percentile. And they have a pretty tough schedule for running backs. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But um, I agree with you. I I just think it's – 
I don't know. I want to see how this plays out with uh, who gets goal line carries, whether it's Ken Walker or Charbonnet. Um, how much is Charbonnet involved in the passing game? Because Ken Walker doesn't seem to have that in his arsenal. So um, I, I could easily see Charbonnet uh, propel himself to be the more valuable running back by the end of the year. And I just can't wait to see what happens there. Um, what about wide receivers? Yeah. They have, in my opinion, the the best trio of wide receivers. I feel like before this, it was Cincinnati with um, Jamar Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. But with the addition of Jackson. Jamar Jefferson. Huh? Said Jamar Jefferson. <laughs> Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. That would be an awesome <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, I, my bad. I misspoke. But um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, the Cincinnati trio, I think, was trumped uh, with the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, uh, I mean, this three wide receivers are pretty deadly, man. And they all kind of have their own – they all do different things. You know what I mean? So um, how do you see this yeah, playing out? In order, for, in order for them to perform like the top trio in the league, then they're going to need a quarterback to get them the ball. So because of how much better Burrow is than than Gino, I think from a performance standpoint, the Bengals still have them beat. Like their numbers, the Bengals wide receiver numbers numbers will be better this year because of Gino and how much he sucks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, DK. Vegas has DK at 75 and a half catches, 900 and a half yards, seven and a half touchdowns. Lockett, 72 and a half, 825 and a half, and five and a half touchdowns. And then JSN, 57 and a half catches and 60 and a half, uh, 650 and a half yards. So, um, I mean, that's, you know, 2,400 yards combined there I, I don't know i mean i just i'm out on all of them because of the way i think of gino so um yeah i don't really have much to say i'd like to hear i'd like to hear what you think just because i feel the way i feel about gino and that's not going to change yeah i'm i'm on the other side of things i think Gino's still a, a good quarterback i mean from what we saw him throw for over four thousand yards last year um, you know, placed the ball pretty well. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks with the deep ball last year. So um, I think I, – I I don't know. DK Metcalf is being drafted too high. I don't like where he's being drafted. Um, but I like Lockett. Uh, Lockett's – his whole career, he's just been this steady, eddy kind of uh, trustworthy wide receiver, high floor, low ceiling type of guy. And JSN just has a huge ceiling in my opinion. I think, um, you know, he could easily – uh, end up being a really, really good receiver and the best w freshman receiver this year, or the rookie receiver, so to speak. So, um, but I think they're all kind of. We've only seen them. We've only seen them in two and three wide receiver sets, though. Yes. So if that's if that's the case, then he's not going to be on the field as much as we would hope. Um, I for him to have that high of a ceiling. Yes. Um, I do think that depending on how well he performs early on in those three wide receiver sets, he's going to work himself into a two wide receiver set here and there. Um, and I think having JSN and, and DK Metcalf on the outsides could bode well better than having Lockett and DK. But I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's going to, it would be so hard for them to, for Pete Carroll to sit, 
Tyler well, Lockett. I, I don't I know mean, if it's like, sitting. It's, it's more so just having a different package put together for JSN to be on the field. It is quite literally sitting him if he was to sit him down and two or side. If he was a if he was a sub in JSN for Lockett and two wide receiver sets, that is sitting him. Um, for for um, one play, he, I mean, I, I don't, I, I you know. A, a drive? No, I see. I'm not even saying a full drive. I'm talking about a package, like one play, putting him in just to get him on the field more. They're going to be divide. They're going to be designing plays for JSN to get the ball. They're going to be manufacturing touches for him. He's that type of player. So I could just see them easily putting some packages together where he's on the field a little bit more than he should be. And um, if that means subbing Lockett out for a play here and there, I, I don't. I wouldn't consider that sitting Lockett by that by that aspect. But I mean, we can agree yeah, to disagree. It's, it's, well, no, it's just factual. Like it's going to depend on how much he comes in at two or at wide receiver sets. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I feel like his ceiling's a little bit capped this year because of that, and there's just no way um, that you take Lockett off the field with what he means to that Seahawks team. He's the guy that's been there forever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's I it had a, if I actually liked Geno Smith, then I would like where DK is getting drafted. Um, that's like kind of a pocket with that. I don't. I'm not really in love with anyone there uh, from the wide receivers. So you know, if I thought Geno Smith was a good quarterback, then I would say he is definitely a thousand yard receiver and close to 10 touchdowns um yeah he had just over know, a thousand I, last year with six touchdowns on 140 targets yeah i mean like if i like gino then i would say i would be in on dk at that number but i just don't um yeah when you sit for 10 years in the nfl i think it's pretty telling regardless if you're on the jets or not yeah um, wasn't in the greatest situations but no there you're right there's a reason yeah, he didn't start those those not. seasons so um but we'll see what happens he he needs to come off of a, a successful season with another successful one and um he has the weapons to yeah, do he's it he's got literally everything that you could ask for yeah so and he did it last year go, so we'll see we'll see what happens go go prove me wrong Gino smith <laughs> all right how about the uh um, how about the rams how about how about them Rams? One other thing about the Seahawks. Okay, go ahead. So, I think I think Geno sucks. I have them at eight and nine. You think Geno's good? You have them at nine mm-hmm. and eight. So, I mean, there's not really much of a difference in those two numbers. It could easily be if it's nine and eight and eight and nine. It's like was Geno good or was like it's just pretty mediocre. Um, so I don't know. Uh, what was their win total last year? I'm, I'm, I don't have that in front of me. Probably right around that. Yeah, Let's and see. I mean, Gino was good then. So I think he, Gino has a very similar statistical year that he had last year. I don't think it's as good. Uh, I think there's some regression there, but, um, you know, right around 4,000. I don't know if he eclipses it. But Yeah, they were 9-8 and eight last year. There you go. So, So then does he – keep his job um they extended him um they want they have they see a future with him so uh if he has another year like he had last year he keeps his job if he completely falls apart they yeah 
they just continue to go nine and eight and they're cool with being a middle of the road team. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, Rams, I think they take a big step forward and kind of, you know, last year was a disaster year before that was a super bowl. So you're going to see something in between there. Uh, that's why I have them at eight and nine. I think Stafford's healthy and happy right now. Um, so in order for him to, you know, in order for this offense to get back on the right track, there's not much room for error. So you have Stafford who is, you know, top five quarterback two years ago. Um, Cooper cup was by far the number one wide receiver. I think you're going to need to see cam Akers have a huge year. Um, and then Higby's going to continue to be Higby. Jefferson needs to step into that, uh, wide receiver two role. So, um, you know, I like, I like the chances of that. If everyone stays healthy, mm -hmm. um, that offense is not very different. It's Stafford cup Higby. And then you have a wide receiver two of Van Jefferson instead of Robert Woods. And you have, uh, acres in there running the ball. So, um, who I think is a better talent than anyone that they've had. Um, so I actually like the Rams, I think a little bit more than, uh, the public views mm -hmm. them, but yeah, that's kind of how I see them overall. What do you think? Um, you know, it's, it's hard because I don't think the Rams are going to be a good team. Their defense pretty much ranks dead last, um, according to PFF and they're just, uh, but it's hard because I like the players. I like Cam Akers where he's being drafted. I think he's a great value. I like drafting Cooper Cup in the first round. I think he's got a good chance of, uh, you know, getting back to that success he had a year ago or two years ago in Stafford too. Like he's being drafted like outside of quarterback 20. Um, but I, I just think the offense is going to need to really perform well in order to win those games because of how bad that defense is. And I think that's going to produce a lot of fantasy points, uh, negative game scripts. Yeah, um, I am pretty much in on drafting all of these Rams players that we mentioned. Yeah. Um, I just think that their reason why their ADP is so low is because uh, the public views them very low, so there's going to be value. As you said, they're going to be playing from behind and throwing the ball a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback. You can get him as like the 22nd. Uh, I think he's QB 22, which is insane. He has a ceiling of QB five, as we saw two years ago. Um, so, yeah, I think Akers steps into that running back one role. I really like taking Akers in that pocket of running backs uh, where he sits. I think Cup has a great bounce back year if Stafford's there and healthy. And Higby, we know what Higby is. Um, I mean, so, even yeah, Stafford's even grabbing Van Jefferson late in drafts is something you know we've we've been doing a lot, and I think that's not yeah. a bad idea. Uh, he's going to be the number two wide receiver there, and the, even Puka, Puka had a pretty good uh, preseason game over there, scored a touchdown. Yeah, Puka's awesome. I've been on Puka for a long time. Yeah. Um, so. Stafford has 33, 50 and a half passing yards, 22 and a half touchdowns and 12 and a half interceptions. Um, Akers, 750 and a half rushing yards with five and a half rushing touchdowns. Cup, 
107 and a half receptions, 1250 and a half yards Oof. and nine and a half Oof. touchdowns. Um, so, you know, Vegas sees has cup as a, at a very high number yeah. there, Van Jefferson, four and a half touchdowns. And then Higby, um, relatively similar numbers to cup at 57 and a half, 50 and a half or 500 and a half yards and four and a half touchdowns. So, you know, you can get Higby with a touchdown less and a hundred and, you know, 150 yards less, um, according to Vegas as tight end 15 where you're getting Kittle as tight end five. So that's why I like Higby. There's not much separation there in tight ends. Um, when you get to that point. Yeah, so, definitely uh, worth uh, a dart throw on uh, be later on. All right, well, yeah, let's um, um, let's wrap this up. with. Do you have anything else you want to add to the uh, the Rams right there? No, I do okay. not. Uh, let's wrap this up with the Cardinals. Abysmal. You have them winning one game. I have them winning two games. Um, you know, is Kyler going to come back? Uh, you know, I they could start 0-6, and then what do they do? You know, uh, I think this is going to be the biggest – one of the biggest questions – in the beginning of this season. But one thing's for sure is they're a bad team. Um, James Connor uh, is getting older, but he's still a really good running back and Hollywood Brown. I like, I do like both of them. Uh, you know, James Connor's being drafted. I th- I'm not sure about his updated ADP right now, but it's, you know, um, after 24. So he's being out, being drafted outside the RB twos. He's considered an RB three. And um, he's going to be the guy there. Um, kind of a little workhorse on a shitty team. Um, but, I mean, you know, that offense ranks pretty much dead last. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then Hollywood Brown. Yeah, man. I don't have much to say there. Yeah, no, I yeah, figure. I don't have much to say <laughs> there either. That's why I want to go into uh, the wide receivers. Hollywood Brown is where I want to talk about. Uh, you know, the Cardinals, they're going to need to be throwing the ball a lot in order to stay uh, competitive in these games. And Hollywood Brown, as we saw last year without – uh, Hopkins, I mean, he was averaging 18 points on 10 targets um, and still averaging seven points, uh, seven targets without Murray. So who's ever playing quarterback, they're going to find a way to get Hollywood Brown the ball. Yeah, um, Connor, I don't have much to say about him. Um, I mean, it's just I'm so off on the Cardinals that – in order for me to draft any of them, it has to be at really good value. Um, you know, I think Connor could get a good workload, so I could see you wanting to take him if he falls. Yeah, over the uh, over the last draft. over the last seven games, he averaged twenty points with twenty one touches and ninety four total yards. That was his average over the last seven games. Um, yeah, so. If he gets that kind of a uh, a workload, I mean, he could be great. Uh, Hollywood, if he's a target hog, you know, I, it just depends who's throwing him the ball. Is it Colt McCoy? I don't know who he's going to even be quarterback all year. <laughs> I don't so know either. Because the team, I'm just kind of off on the team, so I highly doubt you see any of them on my fantasy teams. Um, Connor is projected with Vegas 700 and a half rushing yards and six and a half touchdowns. So to me, there's not much there. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood, 70 and a half receptions, 800 and a half yards and four and a half touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm not like, I'm probably staying away from all of them. I like Trey McBride, but you don't need to draft him in fantasy drafts. So for me, it's Cardinals. As you heard, I have them at one in 16 and I usually don't like, uh, really rostering teams like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Be on the lookout for this team though. If they end up getting picks one and two somehow, some way, and they end up getting, uh, two prolific picks with, uh, Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams or whatever, um, they're going to be immediate, uh, you know, contenders to win this division next year. So, um, we'll see what happens, but uh, I think that's about it when it comes to the NFC West divisional breakdown. Um, I mean, do you have anything to wrap up with, uh, on this division? I think we pretty much, uh, hit the nail on the head here. Yeah. Niners in first Cardinals in last interesting to see, uh, if Seahawks or Rams can squeak in the playoffs. That's my summary there. Yeah. Um, buckle up, baby. Mm-hmm.